Welcome, everyone, to Music Junkies, a podcast about people sharing extraordinary stories about how music has impacted their lives. Welcome, everyone, to Music Junkies. I'm your host, Annette Smith, and our guests today are the host of the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy podcast. It's a family-run show, right, which I love, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Nasty, you know, you guys often cover nasty stories that may not be family-friendly, from true crime, some strange stories. I love that you yeah. guys throw a cocktail in there. That's really cool because we all like to drink. Mm-hmm. Super creative idea and absolutely love your podcast. So I love that you. Thank are, you. What do I say? Mother and son seems kind of. Yes. Like it's, like it's awesome. Right. I wish. Yeah. So I was going to start music junkies was actually with my daughter, but it just kind of ended up solo. So I appreciate that. So thank you for joining us today, Jane and Del. Is it Declan? Is that correct? Yep. Declan. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> um, and welcome to music junkies. So grateful to have you guys here. Awesome. Thanks for having us. us. You are welcome. So Declan, what was your experience putting your playlist together for me today? I had a very tough time because I, I go through a lot of music. I, I don't really listen to one specific genre. I listen to just about everything. And so when I had to come up with songs that were tied to specific memories, it, was kind of difficult for me because i i go through so many songs and it it was a lot it was a very challenging question also because it's like there's a lot of things that go into like one first of all favorite song i don't think really counts as having a specific memory tied to it unless it's like i don't know it was very challenging that's all i'll say (laughs) and how about you jane what was your experience um well i'm i'm a lot older than declan so i had a lot of music to go through (laughs) and try and find like um but it again for me too it was kind of hard to find some songs that had a specific memory like there's a lot of songs i like that i liked for long time but not a specific memory to link to them so i was trying to find something like oh this was i remember this and then i started going through and thinking oh i have a lot of songs actually that i have like weird memories too so i tried to had I, I kind of had to whittle them down a little bit a few times where i was like oh i'm gonna do this one and this one and this one and i'm like yeah, nobody wants to hear that stupid story about how you drove around in a car for a couple hours and kept listening to the song over again. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> True. True. You never know. Maybe they listen to the same song. True. I have True. drove from Red Deer to Calgary, which is about two and a half hour drive, and listened to one Eminem song over and over and over. Oh, because there is a crazy snowstorm and I was paranoid. And I'm like, the only thing that's going to keep me like on track, focused, white knuckling the steering wheel. It's like Eminem, one song, one song. song. I literally did that for two and a half hours, but I made it home safe. Right. But me the whole time. So yeah, never, you never know. Do you still listen to that song? I do. I do, but not a lot, right? Because it's like, (laughs) 
it's like anything you listen to you. Oh, that's why I hate listening to the radio. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like it's just mm-hmm. certain songs. It's like, Hey, like, you know, Led Zeppelin had 50 million albums. Do you think that we could listen to, you know, the other 900 songs that they have yeah. mm-hmm. the, the only five songs that you ever played? That's why I hate right. the radio because of <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same song. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to dive right in and Declan, you're up first. Are you ready for your first song? Yes, I am. All right. Here we go. So you and your mom's music is very different, obviously. She's an 80s girl, which I love. I'm an 80s girl too. So you're Mm -hmm. obviously new school, some gangster rap, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about why you love this story, memory behind it. Okay, so this actually reminds me a lot about uh, the story you just told about the Eminem song. So it's a, it's a little different than that, but along the same lines. So I had just gone through a pretty bad breakup. Uh, we had been dating for about three years at that point. And so we were living together and I had gone down to stay with my parents so we could just have some time apart, kind of figured things out, what we're going to do. And... It was. I was coming back up, and I was just kind of upset over the whole situation. I. <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy, but we had shared our location with each other, and I had seen she was at someone's house the other night, and like we had just been broken up for two days. So I was kind of upset. Yeah. And I put that song on, and it's slightly emotional. It's kind of along the same lines, like uh, the the song is called. W-Y-A or Where You At by Wi-Fi's Funeral. And it's along those lines. It's like, hey, I'm here. You're gone. Like, where are you at? And he, it's about him waiting for the response to the where you at text. And so I put that on. And I had a fairly sporty car at the time. And <laughs> Klamath Falls to Eugene is about a three hour drive. It's over some mountains and stuff. And I had put that song on like almost repeat. I listened to a couple other songs on the way, but it was playing for a majority of the drive. And I made it from Eugene to Klamath Falls or from Klamath Falls to Eugene in about two hours. (laughs) So it was very, yeah, it's (laughs) fairly fast. (laughs) Yeah. Did you drive to the house? Uh, I drove to our house. I didn't drive to their house because I wasn't sure. And I, because I, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to go and confront it. It's just going to cause more problems. So it just kind of confirmed it for me. And later that night, I went up and stayed with my buddy instead of going back to the house. So did you text her where you at? I did. Yes. When and I got to the and house, what did she say? Didn't answer. No. <laughs> Yeah. See, you got so way was, more restraint than me. I would be fucking driving there. I'd be knocking on the door. <laughs> hey, just crazy. We still have locations. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> this is awesome. You're, you know, I'd be kicking down the door. I would not do well with people. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a little not, bit of a temper. <laughs> I do too, but yes, I, I can kind of know. I'm really good at determining when it's a good time to use it or not. So it's like, 
I didn't really feel like getting the relationship back together. So it's like, whatever. It wasn't it worth it, it to you. <laughs> it wasn't worth it to me at all. It was just like, I could go in there cause a big fit. Like I just decided to let it go. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. That's amazing. Again, I would not be, especially if we just broke up maybe back in the day. I think it was either two or three days that we had yeah, broken see, up. And you're very good. I made that drive back. I so I was just like. Especially if I drove all that way, getting myself hyped up, listening to gangster rap, <laughs> it, there might be a scene. Oh, sure. worst part. <laughs> I, f- I forgot to mention this. We lived in a house with a couple other people. And when I got back, someone had obviously slept in my bed and left food in my bed. <gasps> and there was a concerning amount of ants in my bed so much to the fact that i just picked up the whole blanket that the ants were on and threw it away oh. i didn't even bother with trying to clean it because i have a big fear of ants so i was just like oh yeah so that was another thing that was fun to come home to <laughs> oh my gosh That's yeah <laughs> yeah she was crazy so you yes, obviously that relationship did not last. You moved on. Yep. She tried to come back into your life. Mm-hmm. No, I made it very clear that wasn't a possibility. Good, Good for <laughs> you. I love it. All yeah, right. She tried to talk to me like while we were still living together. She was trying to talk to me while she was moving some of her stuff out. And I just, I gave her like very clear answers. Like, it's like, oh, I'm, do you want this or this? I'm like, no, take it. And then close the door in her face. So I made it very clear. I didn't want anything to do with her. That's good. I love it. All right, Jane, this is you. You're up. Okay. Yep. I can't hear it. So animal, Def Leppard. Oh, okay. You couldn't hear it? I couldn't hear it. I could hear you. Neither of you guys? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, really? That's strange. Because it's sharing. Crazy. Hmm. Let's try again. No? Uh Uh-uh. I've heard like a little... It didn't... Like I heard like some weird feedback, but... That's I could hear something. I could hear Declan's song, but I couldn't hear mine at all. Oh, weird. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't recognize his song, though, but I didn't expect to either. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was Def Leppard Animal. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that was the first song that got me switching from like pop music into more rock music and that my first like serious boyfriend introduced me to Def Leppard and we used to at the time uh MTV back when they did music and not all the other garbage uh they had their like top 10 videos of the week and my boyfriend and I used to sit and watch it and animal was like at the top of the list for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we just listened to that and just reminded me a lot of, you know, switching my music genre. And I'm really thankful that I did switch my music genre and I wasn't stuck in the, the 
Madonna and pop girl type stuff. <laughs> what were you like in high school? Yeah. What kind of girl were you in high school? Um, I was a cheerleader. Okay. But the school that I went to, cheerleaders were not respected. We were like the, you couldn't be an athlete. So you decided to be a cheerleader. And a lot of people made fun of them. And it wasn't, you know, I know that now some of the bigger schools have huge cheerleading squads and, you know, they're considered athletes. We were not considered athletes. We were the the nerdy girls that, you know, wanted to show off or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, small group of friends really tried to do good in school and was a, a pretty much a goody two shoes for the most part. So my parents thought. <laughs> What's uh, something that uh, you did that your parents never caught you doing in high school? Oh, I snuck out of the house all the time. Did you? Did you have a big window or like, was it a big ordeal to be able to sneak out? No, it was super easy. My parents' room was on the other end of the house for me. And all I had to do was go out my bedroom door through the laundry room and I was outside. Nobody knew, never got caught, did all sorts of crazy things that, you know, 16, 17 year olds do and midnight when they sneak out of the house you know Declan did you sneak out of the house I think only two times they made it very hard for me because they had alarms on all the windows I was able to take one alarm off of my bathroom window and that's how I snuck out but which we never would have thought that you could have fit through that bathroom window so you must have like buttered yourself up to get through it because that was a tiny window if you notice, there was an orange bucket outside, and that's no. What of I course, I didn't notice that. Because <laughs> it was like it was probably five feet off the ground. It was a pretty high up window, so yeah, I couldn't just like I had to put a bucket under it to get it back <laughs> in. That's awesome. We had a steep roof like this, and then mm-hmm. kind of a level like this, and the windows were not very big, and they pushed out like this. And my parents' room. Oh was right beside my room. It's only two bedroom upstairs. Super old house. So like creaky, like when you walked, you could hear the windows move. So I would snuck out so many times out of this window that it literally, if you opened it up, it just fall right off the thing. So you had to kind of remember <laughs> it. So then I'd have to slide down, jump off the carport and then go do all the bad things that I wanted to do and then come back in that way, climb up. Gosh! When that window finally broke, we had to go up and around and try to get into the under. It was really bad. Oh my gosh. And I knew I was caught. My mom would just leave the light on and I would just walk through the front door. I'm like, fuck, I'm already caught. (laughs) Well, that was nice that she left the light on. (laughs) She's like, just come in. It's fine. (laughs) Whatever. No need to know when you get home. Get back home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's crazy. All the things that you did when you were growing up trying to get trying to get away with it. And oh, yeah. Your parents did it, too, which is, which is awesome. Yep. All right, Declan, next song. Okay. Yeah. Oh, when I was young, or what is it? Yog? Yeah. When I was young. 
with uh by young pinch so that was <laughs> that was when my parents went on a cruise it was i believe it was ship rocked their very oh, first ship rocked our, okay so i was when we left you at home alone i was probably what 16 17 probably 16 yeah I think. you would have been 16 because we went in uh 2017 so not quite yeah yeah, so I was 16. They were gone for, I think it was five, three or five days, something like that. Yeah, it was close and to a week. I had just discovered that song at that point, and I invited a girl over. <laughs> and we were drinking some of the alcohol they had, and we were smoking some weed, and she ended up staying the night. And that song played a lot during that night. So it was like burned into my brain. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Which girl was that? Uh, that was uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You ever sneak any girls into your room when your parents were home? Ooh, no, I want to know the answer cool to this. No? Me having girls over. No. Yeah, they were pretty so you didn't cool have to sneak me them letting... in. Not usually. I mean, I, I no. Usually, like the the point where I was spending the night, or girls would spend the night, they were. I was old enough where they were okay with it. I I pretended like I was staying at someone else's house, but they told me that they knew. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He would tell us all the time, "Hey, I'm going to spend the night at at my guy friend's house." And after that happened, like three or four times, we were like. He's dating that friend's stepsister. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We knew that. We were, and, and we did ask him we were, when he got older and moved out. And we were like, you know, we totally knew. And you didn't, you know, we, he, he was like, oh, you knew? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you think that you are sneaking something, but your parents oh, did yeah. the exact same thing. Right? Yeah. You can't hide mm -hmm. it. So did you have like a little... You know, for me, when I had boys over when I was younger, and obviously, if we were kissing or doing something, did you have something against the door? Did you have a lock inside your door? <laughs> did you have like something where you're like, okay, I can hear them? Like, were you like, for me, I was really prone to the stairs, like the stairs walk mm -hmm. right into my room. So I would know if they were walking up the stairs and if I had to like put my shirt back on or something like that. Oh. <laughs> I had the only room downstairs. Oh, you're lucky. So, it, yeah. the house is fairly old, but it's very creaky. So, you can tell when someone's coming downstairs. And <laughs> yeah. I'm at the very end of a long hallway. So, you can tell. You got enough, like, so you have time. You got at least 15 seconds to <laughs> figure something out. That's right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jane. I'm hoping that you can hear this. If not, I'll help okay. you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. So it's I Remember You by Skid Row. And I just bought their tickets oh. to go to their concert there on March. Really? 30. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So is it going to be with Sebastian, Sebastian Boxing? Yeah, it is. <gasps> have you seen him? He's like not, have. not Sebastian that you remember. <laughs> yeah, I saw his new video that came out. 
fairly recently, and I saw that there was some discussion of them getting the band back together and having a tour. And but that was just a couple of weeks ago, I thought. So I didn't know that there was going to be a tour. So now I have to go look because maybe 10 years ago, there was um, something in town that was put together and they said that Skid Row was going to be playing at this outdoor venue. We don't have an outdoor venue anyway. So it was weird the location that they were having this concert. And I was super excited because I have loved Skid Row forever. And when they we went to the concert and I realized very quickly that it was not Sebastian Bach singing. And it was just like two guys, I think, from the original band. My husband and I left in the middle of it because I was like, this is terrible. It doesn't sound like them at all. This is trash. So we left. But um, the story behind the my love for Skid Row and that song was when I was 16, I was working at a pizza parlor and my manager was this guy that I had had a crush on for years. And one of the nights I snuck out of the house, we went with him and a buddy I got in his buddy's truck and drove up to one of the hills around here. And we just listened to that first Skid Row album over and over on repeat for, I don't know, it seemed like hours, probably wasn't that long. Um, and his buddy was standing, his buddy was in karate. His dad was like a black belt and he was learning karate. His buddy was in the back bed of the truck doing his karate moves while the guy I was dating and had the crush on were in the cab of the truck making out, doing what teenagers do while they're listening to the music. And we just listened to that thing on repeat for seemed like forever. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you just sitting there listening to music on the top of a hill in a truck that there's oh, no. holes in this story. <laughs> <laughs> there was more going on. Declan's like, oh my I'm God, sure. mom, do you have to pick these songs with you making out all the time? <laughs> I'm laughing about the... How the friend in the back is a lot. You know, both parts of it are memorable, but they add to each other. Like the fact that we were just, you know, because when you're a teenager... And you're, or I would assume, I don't know, I haven't made out with somebody new in a very long time, but you kind of lose the sense of like what's socially appropriate just so you can do that thing that you're doing. So, I mean, if it were me today, I don't think I would be making out in a car in front of a bunch of other people that were just like trying to entertain themselves. That's what we did. Right. It was, it was fully acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I I can't remember all of the songs oh. off the top of my head in the stories, but hopefully that might be the last one where I was making out with somebody. Maybe. I, <laughs> I hope not. Like, I hope there's yeah, did you make I out with everybody? <laughs> what kind of posters did you have on your wall, Jane, when you were growing up? I had Def Leppard okay. for sure. And Dawkins. 
those were the two that I had. What was a your few first? Miami Vice posters Ooh. too, because I was big into Miami Vice back in the day. So, what was your favorite thing to wear from the eighties? Oh, probably the acid wash jeans. Yes. Yeah, I had acid wash that. jeans, and I had white leather boots that had fringe on them. Yeah, you did. Of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Did you ever have those jeans? Like maybe it was more than nineties, but they had the lock on them. Yeah, no, zipper, I didn't and then have you had a those. lock, and then you could no. just you just had the key. You put nope. the key in the pocket. What an <laughs> awful invention! Because <laughs> it was like a literally a lock, like a little tiny. Like, I have to go to pee right it. now. And then oh, you would be like, where the hell's the key? And yeah. then you have this stupid lock on your pants. And then do you, I don't know, maybe they're not called that in the, in the U.S., but in Canada, we called them bubblegum jeans where they were like mm, no. this big, like super skinny, but like they stretched, like you would not believe. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We call them bubblegum jeans. Yeah. They were out with acid wash. How about you? Right. You were born in, you, you grew up in kind of the two thousands. Is that Okay. So what, what kind of, what was kind of your favorite thing you wish that was around still? Um, Gosh, that's tough. Might be a little bit different just because in the eighties we had so many different types of clothes and, you know, companies like chip and pepper and varnay and all of these stuff that aren't around anymore um definitely wasn't really into like specific clothing you were just like high school yeah i i got super into clothes in high school and now i've turned into just like a white tee i like shoes i really like shoes he's the shoe guy ones so Jordans, all Jordans really like or everything. Yeah. I like Jordans Anything and shoot. then just like a plain t-shirt and some like nice pants. Good. You're so I, I love it. I love it. Do you, I like did you cool guys, hats. That's too. Did you have a nickname yeah. growing up? Declan? Deck. That's about that's it. Deck? I think. Yeah. How about you, Jane? Any yeah. nicknames? I did have a nickname growing up that my family gave me. And that was, um, well, I had two. I have, my opinion, larger ears. And according to my siblings, very large ears. Mm-hmm. And they called me Mouse for a long time. Okay. And then as I got a little older, they started calling me Short because I'm not the tallest person. But I'm, nice. I'm certainly not the shortest in my family, which is kind of ironic well, how tall are you five three yeah but i'm five two and a half yeah it's we're totally why they called me short i don't know we're fine <laughs> we're totally fine yeah i agree all right Declan, you ready this is yep. your song i wake up every evening with a big smile on my face and it never feels out of place gives you hell that's a great song i haven't heard that song for a long time so yeah this is a memory that involves both of us so we had just moved from california back to klamath falls 
and we were doing furniture shopping and that song i think it came on the radio or something probably but as soon as i heard it it caught my ear and i was what seven at the time six or seven yeah yeah so we're walking around the furniture stores i'm singing it in my head but i was such a a little like good goody two shoes kid that i you were a good boy and i asked her i was like is it okay if i sing that song in my head because it has the word hell in it i wasn't even saying it out loud i was just singing it in my head (laughs) (laughs) and my mom was like yeah do whatever that's fine (laughs) do you do you have a like a favorite family um vacation or a memory that sticks out for you Um, yes, it, it wasn't until I graduated high school, but we went on a cruise, a Mediterranean cruise. That was, that was great. A good trip. Yeah. That yeah. was really great. Just the food, the food alone is what oh. did it for me. I'm yeah. a big foodie and that was definitely worth it just for the food alone. I'm a big foodie too. How about you, Jane? Is yeah. there a you know, a holiday or a memory or a trip that's been one of your favorites with you and your family? I love that the European cruise was amazing, but we've done a lot of cruises together as a family and those always stand out to me. Um, I think one of the best, we um, we took a cruise on a Norwegian cruise line and Right before we were supposed to leave, like just a few days before, they called us and asked us if we wanted to upgrade. So we had um, an outside room and it had a balcony, but they asked us if we wanted to upgrade to the Haven, which if you've ever been on an NCL cruise, the Haven is not on every ship. It's only on certain ones. And it is like the top tier, best rooms. You have a concierge. It's a suite. No, it was you amazing. Had a you oh. had a butler. We had a butler and a concierge. <laughs> private pool for just the people in the Haven. Private restaurant. Private bar. Um, they there's a separate check in process. There's um, you know they take you into the ship in a different manner than like all the rest of the people. Um, and we didn't tell him that we were going to do this. And the cruise that we had been on previously he and i were just walking around the cruise and we snuck into the haven because somebody had left the door open and we walked in and we're looking around like holy shit this place is really fancy like its own pool its own jacuzzis it's amazing and when we got done sneaking around um we told my husband about it and he's like oh man that's super cool so then when we got the opportunity to do it ourselves we didn't tell him and it was it was just fun we always tried to surprise him with really cool stuff and i think that was a pretty big surprise because that looks crazy what would have been just one single room for us and a two you know separate beds him sleeping on a bunk bed he got his very own room his very own bathroom there was a living room there was a balcony there was 
a separate master suite with its own bathroom. So we really got to do it up for him. And he was. It was nicer than most hotels. Oh, for <laughs> sure. It was on yeah. a boat. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. It was amazing. I love that. We've only cruised once and we kind of did a surprise. We woke them up in the middle of the night. It was probably a week before Christmas. Woke them up. And like back in the day with those massive cameras with the lights. So like you're getting blinded when you're being woken up. So that was cool to right. videotape. And then we jumped on a plane. We went to Miami for um, a couple of days and then we jumped on a cruise ship and did like St. Thomas, St. Bart's, Bahamas. Nice. And then we went back to Miami and then we went and spent New Year's in Key West. Um, unreal, oh. unreal time. But they were at a perfect age that, you know, the the 16 year old plus club was really cool for them. And mm. they got to go and do kind of all of that stuff and you know, we told my son when we were in the Bahamas, I'm like, just go in that liquor store and get your mom a six pack. See, see if they'll sell you a six pack. <laughs> he came out nice, and he's like, I got you a six pack. And I'm like, that is awesome. So like he was all over that. That's cool. That's um, cool. Cruising is fun. Like I've only like, yeah, we did that one with the family. And then we did, we have did Alaska before, but other than that, it's, uh, Everything there, great. it's fun, but my husband gets seasick yeah. so bad, and I love oh. to fish. Like, mm. I grew up fishing my whole life, so anytime we travel, I want to go fishing, and I take the whole family, and they puke for fucking hours, <laughs> and I get to fish, but right. they do it for me, because I do what your mom does. I get right. all this nice, <laughs> expensive stuff, or they can go enjoy that, and <laughs> yeah. they can let me Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's nice. I love it, for sure. What... um. What's one thing, Declan, that your your mom has taught you growing up? I'd say she's taught me a lot of empathy. Like, I'm a very empathetic person. And I think that's a very important trait to have nowadays. I don't see a lot of other people with empathy like we have. And yeah, I value that a lot. I would say that was intrinsic in you, though. I didn't teach you that. You've always been that way. Even when you were little, two, three years old, you were very empathetic to other people and animals and other things. So that that's always been in you. What about you, but Jane? I'll take the credit, so thanks. One thing that Declan's taught you as mother. Question. He's... <laughs> He's taught me that things work out. You know, I, growing up, my family was very like regimented. This is how we act. This is what we do. This is how we act. And I tried to put a little bit of that on him as he was growing up and then realizing we don't have to act that way. And it's all going to work out, even if we don't act that way and we don't do the things that everyone says you should. And this is how you should be acting, you know. So just having him be the person that he is and seeing that, okay, we can go with the flow on this and it's going to be okay. And that's everything is going to work out just fine. I love that you said that this morning. I'm reading this. It's like 360 days of 
It's just kind of like a little passage. It's not like a God book, but it's like an affirmation in a sense that just kind of goes through. This is what you need to focus on today. And one of the things is that it said today is that you'll never fail. Like no matter what, you're never going to fail. You're going to learn. You're, maybe it's going to take you longer, whatever it is. So that's really cool that you shared that because it's very yeah. similar to the situation, like just reading that today, which is so true. You're never going to fail. Maybe if that's what you're not supposed to do, it's it doesn't mean you failed at it. You realize maybe years and years down the road, but still you didn't fail. It's not right. like you failed. Right. So mm-hmm. just accepting what's going on. Such good advice. Yeah. Ah, it's like my yeah. son. He's so <laughs> philosophist too. Like I yeah. remember when my husband and I were getting married and he like sat me down and he's like, you know, I'm just so ex- proud of you. I'm like, what is happening? Like, wow. <laughs> I'm getting married. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm getting married. Not you. <laughs> so crazy. All right, awesome. Jane, next song. I'll okay. tell it to you if you don't hear it. Oh, I can tell. David Lee Murphy. Dust on the bottom. Yep. So another guy is attached to this, but we weren't making out. Um, but this one is my husband. So when we first started dating, um, I'm the rock girl. Listened to rock music for a long time. He was a country music boy. And the night that... I first heard this song, never heard it before in my life. My husband, Declan's dad, drunk as could be. And we, for some reason, I don't know, we were at a bowling alley with his friends. And this this song came on. I was so annoyed with him because he was drunk and I was sober. And I'm like, can we, like, why are we here? I'm not enjoying this. This is not fun. And he started singing that song to me. And he thought he was hilarious. He thought it was the best thing that he'd ever done. He doesn't sing. He's not a singer. But he was singing that song to me. And I'm just sitting there like, why are we here? This is so (laughs) boring. And then he had to go and act that song. He thinks it's a great memory he's like oh i sang to you and i'm like yeah i was pissed at you though <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not a big fan of being around my husband when he drinks and i'm sober either <laughs> no i used Nobody to be wants able to, to but like after 24 years i'm like i'm good like i, yeah. I don't <laughs> i'm not 18 anymore i i need mm-hmm. a break go drink rye somewhere else it's irritating right. <laughs> <laughs> right do you guys have any pet peeves like jane do you have any pet peeves things oh. drive you crazy so many too many give me two peeves. give me two. Oh gosh people that drive slow in front of me yes stop it just get out of the way agree um and i would say i get really frustrated with people who get caught up in their own drama but don't realize that they're creating it and like to tell you, oh, I really, I hate drama. And I'm like, well, then stop causing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I experienced that one the other day, which it's like somebody's telling you a story and they're telling you what they're doing. And you're like, wow, that's going to create like 15 more nightmares for you. But that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. How, how about yourself, Declan? Any pet peeves, things that drive you crazy? I'd say people that stop and take up too much space at the grocery store. Like oh. they park their cart in a weird way and then they just stop and look and they're blocking the whole aisle. That's that's a big one for me. And then I'd say people that don't take accountability for problems that they cause. I love that. That's a big one. That is a big one for sure. Walk me through your guys's podcast. How did it get started? Where did the name come from? How did you guys make a decision to do it together? Go for so, it, so we both like we both like true crime and things that are kind of bizarre, like UFO stories and ghost stories and things like that. And we we listen to podcasts and catch each other like telling the full story of it to each other just like over the phone or something. And we're like, we could just record this and we both like to drink. So we're like, let's, let's kind of combine everything, find a cool (laughs) little cocktail that goes with our story. And we'll come up with two stories every, every week. So we do one brutal, which is usually a true crime. And then one bizarre, which can be, we've had almost everything. We've got bank heists. We've got ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot. There, we got every anything that's kind of just like a weird story or something that we find interesting. We'll throw that in there, and we always end our podcast with a chaser, which is like just a happy news story or maybe a a movie recommendation that kind of like clears the palate after hearing a very brutal true crime story <laughs> because. We can get kind of dark sometimes on our yeah on our podcast. Some of those true crime stories just get out of control, and yeah. it's like I don't want to listen to anything more about this horrible person. So let's <laughs> let's change the direction and talk about something entertaining. Yeah, I get quite addicted to that kind of stuff too, and I never like it's when I grad I I skipped grade nine and 10 and I was able to do that if I wrote like a thesis on something and I did it oh, on wow theater, and I did it on serial killers like I was kind of like obsessed with this whole yeah realm for like a long time um and so I did that and then it kind of like escaped me for a long time like I like documentaries I like kind of like you know weird you know, the football team is going down bad traits or whatever the situation, like I'll watch those types of documentaries. It's always very fascinating. And then when we were in Nova Scotia and we had some downtime, there was a true climb story on, I'm not even sure. We sat there for eight hours. Like I just, I was like, let's watch another. (laughs) I could stop watching. I was like, this is insane. Like, it was definitely the husband and he used a hammer. Like, it's so obvious. Like, why do we like just get to the part? You know what I mean? I kind yeah. of fell back yeah. in love with it. So I love your guys's podcast. Cause it, again, it doesn't have to be eight hours, which is good, mm-hmm. um, but it's really interesting stories. So I love yeah. the way you guys do your podcast. It's really cool. Oh, thank you. Great too. Thank so you. it's awesome. So I'm assuming, but correct me if I'm wrong, where are you guys located? How can we stalk you and find you and, and all of that kind of stuff. Hmm. 
We're on all of the major podcasting platforms. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we post on there regularly. So, and we interact with people. So, if anybody wants to make a story suggestion or a drink suggestion, sometimes we'll pick our drink first and then find a story to go with it. Um, Declan tends to pick his stories and then find a drink, but I've done a little bit of both. Most of the time I pick the story and then I go looking for a drink, but there's a few times where I've found a drink first and said, I really want to do this. And then I got to go find something that kind of links back to it. Cause with every drink, we try and link it to whichever story we're ourselves telling. So and that could be the brutal or the bizarre or whatever. We we alternate. So, um, you know, people want to reach out to us and tell us fun stuff. Then we're happy to to meet new friends. I love it. Have you guys did something as simple as just a beer? No, you've done a tequila no, shot. We did a tequila shot. That was the oh. simplest one yeah. that we've done. We've we've done some really good drinks that. I was surprised mm -hmm. I liked and then other ones that I knew were going to be bad and they were terrible. <laughs> I love it. Jane, we're going to do another one of your songs just because you okay. have a couple more than Declan. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yep. One, one note. One's under the bed when you need them the most. Oh, bad day. That the, <laughs> so this is yeah. Declan was about four or so. We were living in California and we had to drive around a lot between where I was going to school and taking him to school and where we lived. And so there was a little bit of a commute and we listened to music all the time. That was just what we did on our car rides. And this song came on. And when it was over, he goes, I understand this song because sometimes I have a bad day too. <laughs> he was so little. I just didn't even, it didn't occur to me that he would be listening to it that much. And it was just such a sweet thing for him to say out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Declan, do you have any hidden talents? Uh, I'm a mean chef. Yeah. Yes. I know how to whip it up yes. in the kitchen. What's your favorite yes. meal to cook? A girl, a lady, a girl. Hmm. Or a boy. I don't know. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I had to cook like a light meal for a lady, I'd cook a, uh, a lemon garlic shrimp pasta, probably. Mm -hmm. Nice. Good I love choice. that. And it's a lighter meal. It's not super dense. So, right. <laughs> when I met my husband, he was a chef and I like literally I'm like, okay, so I don't know here. Here's something. And, and Jane, I don't know if you're the same, so you have to let me know. But when you're busy amongst your day doing whatever, I know when I'm busy amongst my day doing my stuff, my husband comes up with these great ideas like, Hey, we should make an awesome meal. And all I'm thinking about it, yes, that's awesome. Let's do that. And then I think, hey, I got to do all of this shit today. And one of them was 
my taxes. I'm a financial advisor. I had to do a stupid course today before this awesome podcast. Oh, fun. I had to do a podcast. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah. I'm freaking busy. If you want to make something, right. I'm in. My thought process yeah. is you go to the store, right? You go to the store, but he loves to like include me in everything. I'm like, <laughs> right. hey, I go downstairs right before you guys pop on. I go, are you going to go to the store while like I'm doing the podcast? And he's like, well, I guess. I'm like, that would be amazing, right? Like, this is something I don't need to be a part of. But right. he is making and he makes the best. He's such a good cook, but he can't really eat that much red meat. But I, so I've been like depriving myself of red meat. So he's like, why don't I make this steak? And we'll do like a cream sauce with crab and shrimp. And he does a sauce mm. that I'm like, that's how he got me. Like when we started <laughs> dating like 24 years ago, we made this like shrimp, nice. like this crab clusterfuck of such goodness. And I'm like, yes. So I love that you pick like seafood and pasta and yes. So good. Good choice. Good choice. That's and delicious. go do stuff on your own. You don't need to bring your girlfriend with you all the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer shopping alone. I don't like shopping with other people. Oh, I hate shopping. I want to get in there and out as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I'm the same way. And like, I don't even go shopping with women on clothes or anything because like I'm a brow shopper. Mm. Like I just kind of look like this. Yeah. No, I don't need to go mm-hmm. in there. That's so why exactly. I do yeah. shopping with girls. I'll kill myself. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I do yeah. not want to go in there. Why? I no, I'm not going in there. Right. No, nothing's standing out at me that bad. Yep. <laughs> I'm good with right? a Kirkland white tea. That's it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Declan, we're on your last song. You ready? Yep. Do it. Story to tell, you know that I cherish these. Hope it ain't too many feelings involved. Lisa, right? Who doesn't love Little Wayne? Yes, so I'm a big fan of Little Wayne, but he there was a while where he couldn't. He was trapped in a label deal, and so he wasn't able to release any music. And that was the first album he had released in a couple years and it was my senior year of high school and I had taken some college classes while I was like going through high school so I had five periods out of seven because my school we did seven periods a day and so I had five two of which were tutor and teacher aid classes. So I really had three classes that I had to actually go to and I had them all in the morning. So I'd end up skipping a lot of my classes because I was, (laughs) I picked the teachers that liked me the most and I'd be like, I'd stop in as soon as the class started and be like, Hey, do you need me today? And they'd be like, no, you can do whatever. And I just go home. (laughs) So that song came out right when I started my senior year and I listened to that whole album. That's pretty much all I listened to for the first semester or two of my senior year. Oh, wow. So that whole album has pretty much the same memory for me, but that's my favorite song off that album. Did you have a big struggle in high school? Like if you think of high school, what was your biggest struggle? I didn't like it. Going to class. Yeah, I fought going to class a lot <laughs> and it I, I just really did not like high school so the whole thing was a struggle for me 
and I'm sure it was a struggle for my mom trying to <laughs> make me go because yes, the I remember. I think it was my sophomore year of high school. I had 160 unexcused absences. Wow, that's quite a few. Yeah, but I graduated, and yep. I think that was the year that I had the best grades, if I'm being honest. I think I had A's and B's during that year. Yeah, your senior year, you did pretty well. Your yeah. freshman and sophomore year, you really didn't want to go to school, and you hated it, and... Was tough, yeah, but it was. to be fair, my school fair. was a trailer park, and so it was really easy to just yeah. walk out, yeah. just go mm -hmm. straight to the parking lot. There, it was that school was a disaster. What'd you do in the parking mm -hmm. lot? Smoke? Yeah, sometimes I, or I just drive home. If if I was gonna skip, I'm gonna go home probably. I'm yeah, not just gonna sit on campus and whatnot, but. Yeah. How about you, Jane? What's one struggle that you had in high school? What was your biggest struggle? In high school? Oh, gosh. You know, school was weird for me because my parents were very, um, you know, I had to be the good girl and I had to get the good grades and I had to, you know, do the extracurriculars. And even though they didn't really want to be involved, they just wanted to, you know, be able to say, oh, Jane did really good in school and here's her report card and that. And so I learned that I just had to do what, you know, I had to be the perfectionist. And that takes a toll on you after a while when you're like, everything has to be perfect all the time. Yeah, I agree. So, but high school itself wasn't a thing for me. I didn't, I didn't like it or dislike it or it was fine. Yeah. I was excited to skip. <laughs> I went a lot, but I I think my biggest hurdle was was I wasn't gaining any value. And they didn't see that in That's, brain yeah. nine. And then they found out, oh, maybe this girl is smarter than we think she is. So mm -hmm. when I got opportunities to skip some grades, that is when I excelled because I felt heard and I felt like, okay, I'm I'm interested in something. Um yeah when they were piquing my interest. And I think that's the, probably the downfall of school. It's like, you got to fit into like, you know, this little tiny box. If you don't, yeah. if you're outside of that box, then, you know, you're a problem child or you're, you know, you don't pay whatever the situation is. Right. And right. I felt like our, our school was like that until, you know, I had great teachers that seen that in me, which I was grateful for, but not forever, right? Mm -hmm. Not forever. I didn't, yeah. that, which was really, really hard for me, for sure. Yeah. Jane, we're it's on your last song. <laughs> yeah. Last song. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. So good. So good. So Papa Roach again. Papa Roach, my favorite band. I love them. I love everything that they've put out. I mean, even when they're they put a new album out, and I listen to a song on it, and I'm like, "You guys missed it on this one." If I go back and hear it, 
a couple of weeks later, I'm like, oh no, this is actually a really great song. And I, it's happened over and over again where I'll hear something from them and go, I don't know if I like this one. And I hear it again later and I'm like, nope, this is a kick-ass song. I really do like it. So that one in particular, uh, that, that was the first, that song in particular, I went to, it wasn't, it was actually, it was my first Papa Roach concert. I've been to several of them. And my husband didn't want to go. And his good friend lived, uh, it was up in Portland, Oregon, and his best friend and and the friend's wife live up there. And and my husband said, hey, maybe you should take Don with you. You know, he didn't want me going by myself, but he knew I really, really wanted to go. And he's like, why don't you take Don with you? See if he can go. And Don went with me. Don's a firefighter, bigger guy, um, you know, really pays attention to everything because he's, you know, in first responder world all the time. And that song came on and it was, I'd never been at that kind of a rock concert before where there was a circle pit and (laughs) they, Jacoby said, all right, we're going to do it. And there's going to be a circle pit and whatever it was that he said. And Don and I were kind of standing towards the back and the pit was more at the front and Don was pushing me into it. And Don's, you know, like six foot, muscular firefighter. He's pushing me into it and then would see if somebody was getting too close to me. He'd pull me back out. I did not want to be in the circle pit. I don't need to be in a mosh pit. I'm not a big person, not able to really defend myself against six foot tall guys that, you know, weigh 300 pounds that are, you know, crashing into each other, right. Swinging on each other, whatever. And so he thought it was really funny to just push me in and pull me out, push me in and pull me out so that I was like in it, but not in it. (laughs) And then if I got too close to somebody, he'd pull me out more my very first and only mosh pit that I've ever been <laughs> was against my will, I will say, against my will. Have you guys been to a concert together? We have. What concerts? Yeah. We went to, gosh, you were probably 10, maybe 11, somewhere in that range. Um, we went to see uh, Three Days Grace, Buck Cherry, and Nickelback. Nice. Yeah. And and we Nickelback. went to. Yep. We went to a Maroon Five concert, some country did, yeah. concert that I was too young to remember. I know there's a Chris picture Cagle. of me next to. Yeah. Yep. Chris Cagle, you were there. Buck Cherry's opening for Skid Row. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Oh my I gosh. Buck Cherry. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And I remember that when we took you to that Buck Cherry concert, I thought, holy crap, I am like the worst mom in the world that <laughs> I am exposing my young, impressionable son to Buck Cherry and Crazy Bitch and all the songs. Well, that's not great, like, so you did a good job. <laughs> right. 
I felt like that. Um, my daughter wanted to go see Kesha and she was 13. And so anytime we went to concerts, I just always get like the first five rows. I got like third row and LMFAO opened up. That is a bad mom. There was dicks flying everywhere. Like I literally phoned my husband. I'm like, there's so much cock in the front row. I don't even know what to do right now. Do I take her out of here? Like it was so out of control. And then Kesha just like yeah, had yeah, a yeah. blow up guy dressed as a penis and like oh. nailed him to a cross and she was kicking him. I was like, oh my God, oh, wow. insane, insane. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So that is like a concert we will never yeah. forget. There was so <laughs> yeah. much dick there. I was just like, this is a lot. I don't even know what to do. Like I was so oh, mortified, funny. but then I looked around yeah. and I'm like, there's tons of kids here. Like there's so many kids here. Yeah. Like, yeah. So anyways, well, Declan and Jane, thank you so much for joining me today on music junkies. I hope you had a blast, but before Definitely. I let you go, I want to hear some words of wisdom from both of you. Um, so Declan, we'll have you go first and then Jane, you can go right after. Okay. Words of wisdom. Words of- Let's go, Declan. So I'm going to bring it back old school. Yes. My elementary school, Roosevelt Elementary, shout out. (laughs) We had three rules. And one of our rules was called the golden rule. And that's treat other people how you want to be treated. That's a great rule. I like that. I like it too. That's nice. I think more people need to do that. We're in this crazy world right now where it's like... yeah. I don't even know where the hell it's even going. And I feel like people are all over the place. And that is one thing that's just lacking. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And how about you, Jane? What are your words of wisdom? I would say that it's really important for everyone to, you know, it's it's easy to go back and say, oh, gosh, I really wish this hadn't happened to me or this bad thing happened to me and it and let it ruin your life or think about how if I could go back in time, I would change these things that happened to me. But it's important to remember that all those things that happened to you led you to who you are today. And if you like who you are, then you have to accept those things and learn from them. Yeah, that's great words of wisdom. I'm a huge believer in that. I know a lot of people say, you know, like I could easily be a victim of that. Like both of my Mm -hmm. parents were addicts and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's very easy for people to get so fixated on that type of stuff where they had, you know, a a hard upbringing or whatever the situation is, or they go through hard times in high school Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But really what they don't understand is that without going through that kind of stuff, you wouldn't be the person that you are to Mm -hmm. be able. I'm always Mm -hmm. a big believer that whether you believe in God or not, um, God gives you what you can handle, right? So I'd Mm -hmm. always say that all the time because I've been through so much. And I have a like one of my great friends has a child um, with Down syndrome. And I say this Mm -hmm. to her all the time. I said, there's no possible way that I could have ever had a child that had Down syndrome. And she'd say, oh yeah, you get, you would. I'd be like, nope, 
no way. There's no way I can do with addict parents can do with the down syndrome child. I just can't. I just know I could not do that. I do not have the patience for that. I don't have that much patience. Right. And just watching it's so it's just insane to watch. Like I admire her so much because that's a part that I don't have. But yet when she looks at me, she doesn't, she says, I admire that strength that you have, that you're like real and upfront. And that's what that created for you. So it's really cool. That's really good words of wisdom. Both of you are amazing. Wow. Impressive. Thank you. But again, I thank you so much for joining us today on Music Junkies. We will make sure that we like, subscribe, follow all of your guys' content out there. Thank you. Love it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks again for having us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm blessed. Thanks for listening today. Hope you enjoyed the show. New episodes out every Monday. Please share with a friend and subscribe because you want to. And like me because you like me. Leave a comment so we can connect. And if you have a great playlist and you want to share, I'd love to have you on the show. Please reach out to me on Instagram at The Music Junkies Podcast.